Please note, if you're listening to this, you must be 18 years of age or older. This podcast contains adult themes and may include descriptions that listeners could find offensive. Thank you. She knows herself to be at the mercy of events, and she knows by now that events have no mercy. Margaret Atwood. Welcome to the Kinky Nerdy Polly Podcast. Hello, this is G. This is M. And on this episode of the Kinky Nerdy Polly Podcast, we are going to be talking about polycule shenanigans. That's right. Polycule shenanigans. Um, so I know I am like near certain that we've talked about polycules before, but just in case. Yeah, we definitely did. There was an episode. Okay. But like the totally unprepared podcasters that we are, we have not looked up that episode. Yeah. But we did talk about polycules when we talked about kitchen table poly. Yes. And I did bring up a definition, but I don't have... Oh, you don't have a convenient way to view the notes. <laughs> well, that's very unfortunate. I do... Oh, hold on. What's up? I can just bring up the notes here. Oh, I thought you were about to say it wasn't recording that whole time. No. You did that once, remember? I, I do remember. <laughs> I, it started recording, and then the computer beeped at me. I didn't know, didn't understand what the beep was. Back to being a totally professional, prepared podcaster. I love it. You're uh, like the Pied Piper. <laughs> professional podcaster. The Pied Piper professional podcaster. Who's very prepared. Is very prepared. Potentially. All right, so go ahead. What is the definition of a polycule, G? Enlighten me. All right, so the definition of a polycule uh, from dictionary.com is a polycule in the polyamory and BDSM communities is a word that refers to all the people in a network of non-monogamous relationships not being uh, committed to one person at a time. Polycule can also refer to diagrams of their relationship networks. Right. It's like the web of people. Yes. So it includes not just like you and your partner, but also like your partner's partners and their partners. Yeah. And sometimes within the polycule, as we kind of discussed with some other folks like T and K, even some really good friends, even if they're not like partners, are often considered part of the polycule. Yeah. I mean, it's a... It's a social network of, like, people who are really close to each other. And often in relationships. Yeah. Throughout. Yeah. And this actually reminds me of, and I shared this with D about the, because I've been watching DS9 lately. Yeah. Of course, this meme goes around quite often about DS9. So this might include some spoilers for DS9 for folks, but this is a visitor to Deep Space Nine, and they're talking to Keiko. And they're like, so, you seeing anyone? And Keiko responds. Why, yes, this is my husband, Miles, Miles' boyfriend, Julian, Julian's husband, Garrick, me and Miles' girlfriend, Kira, Kira's boyfriend, Odo, Odo's enemy with benefits, Quark, Kira's date mate, Jadzia, and Jadzia's husband, Worf. <laughs> Visitor then points to Cisco, and who's that? That's our dad. 
<laughs> and I just think that's such a wonderful description of a polycule because it highlights all of the different relationships and the yeah. web. But also, in particular, enemy with benefits <laughs> must be my favorite term in there. So that is a polycule with a reference, a, a, an example. Okay, yeah. I know for a while, T was using, like, mind mapping software to, like, map out the polycule. And, like, people could, like, add on to it. But eventually got so big that she just, like, split it off from everybody else. And just, like, no, I just need to concentrate on, like, myself. Like, how many times removed do you want? Yeah. So, for example, C said that OM is my metamorph fifth removed or something. Okay. Uh, so there's, like, degrees of, like, how far they are in the metamorph line. Yeah. So, like... It's like cousins. Like, like at certain yes, points, exactly. like... My father's really big into genealogy, and he apparently has done the research and is like, oh, yeah, we are Tom Hanks' second cousin eight times removed. And it's like, well, we're just strangers, like, at that point. Exactly. <laughs> yes. So I think, like, yeah, when you're mapping out your polycule, you might want to think about, like, how far do we really want to go here? Yeah. Um, But, yeah, so that's that's a great... um intro to this episode and we're going to be talking out specifically around events yeah. hangouts opportunities that you can have with your polycule shenanigans shenanigans and these kind of meetups generally speaking i'm not going to say it's always like generally speaking the server refers to kitchen table poly like where people are encouraged to meet up with their metamors and sort of have sort of polycule events I'm not saying that you have to practice Kitchen Table Poly to have polycule events, but it does seem to lean itself towards that. And the kinds of events that a polycule can do together is basically anything that you can imagine a group of people doing together. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So some stuff that we have done is we've done stuff like game nights together, board game nights together. We've done, you know, I've run RPGs for for the polycule we have we scheduled a remote movie night during the pandemic i feel like we t we talked about a lot of these ideas in our our nerdy episode of the pandemic thing yeah remember we had like uh kink in a time of coronavirus we did polyamory in a pandemic yeah and what was the nerdy one called uh, nerding out inside. Oh, nerding out inside. That's right. And I think we talked a lot about these, like um, the movie event where mm -hmm. we did a remote thing, and you talked about running some RPGs. Yeah. There's also other things that we've done, like obviously this was before the pandemic. Going to Renaissance fairs was something that was on your list, and I've done that too. I think one of the I think this was before we started our relationship, but one of the first events that we went to together. Was to the Renaissance Fair, right? That's right. Yep. And that was before we were partners. Yeah. But I've definitely been to Renaissance Fairs with a polycule. Yeah. Uh, we went... Oh, yeah, that's right. You came with me and X. Yeah. And who else came that day? Somebody from your... That was, like, kind of connected to you. <sighs> yeah, there was someone else there. From my memory is that since... It was somebody who was AFAB, but I think their pronouns changed since that. And so now I'm like trying to remember like what their uh, pronouns are. Okay. I can't remember who it was. But yeah, so we've, we've gone to a Renaissance Fair together. And we've also done, even with the pandemic, we've been very careful about it. But we've done a polycule kind of vacation. 
Yeah. Which was like low key and, you know, as safe as we could be. Yeah. With these contexts. And I think that that was good for us. Mm-hmm. You'd also mentioned wine tasting. Yes. On uh, one of the sort of vacations that you sort of put together, I think you ran like an Airbnb. Mm-hmm. And we went out and we did stuff like kayaking and then we did a wine tasting. Transitioning to other fun ideas that we might not have done yet, but we might have heard others do. Yeah, I know there's a I know of a podcast that took a cruise together. Uh, obviously, this was before the pandemic. And then they went a cru- they went on a Caribbean cruise together. Mm-hmm. I mostly know this because the person I know in the podcast had to do a lot of preparation on what the uh, local laws were because <laughs> her group is particularly sex positive and likes doing public sex. <laughs> So she made sure to write, read up on all the laws in all the countries they were visiting. Well, that's exciting. Got to learn about different different places that way. Yeah. Fascinating look through uh, common law and how it differentiates between the different countries. I'm sure. I didn't actually do it myself. So what's that look? It, it's just like the next thing on your list after cruise together is taking road trips. But we've done road trips as part of going to the vacations with the polycule. Are you talking like across talking the country? Like, like across the country road trips. Oh, who who do you know that did that? Or like what, what was their experience like that with that? Because that's like how many people are they taking on this cross many folks in the polycule? Do you need to get an RV? I think they RV'd. Yeah, that would be fun. Yeah. How it, many people? But it was like five. It wasn't It wasn't like a whole okay. bunch. But like five or so? Yeah, it was like five or six people. And that's like... If you have a fight during that, or you have a an insecurity, yeah, there's no. Well, I mean, go. same for the cruise. But I mean, the, cruise, the cruise, you have there's more, yeah, people in space with with a, a road trip. If you're confined to a car or an RV for a long time, weeks, weeks, months, even years. Mm, I'm pretty sure it's not a road trip if it takes years. <laughs> you know what? I would love to do a polyamorous, polycule road trip Okay. around Iceland. Around Iceland? It takes about a week okay. to drive around Iceland. You know what's a fun fact I just learned through TikTok? Tell me. Iceland is farther north, farther west, farther south, and farther east of Greenland. Okay. But Greenland is also very big. No. Iceland is very small. No, it's the other way. Mm. Iceland's a big one. No, Iceland's the small one. Iceland's really tiny. I was there. I'll show you a map. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Am I actually better at geography at this one thing? Iceland is this tiny little thing. Look. There's Greenland, and there's Iceland. Oh, I have them transposed in my mind. Yes, I know. I just tried to tell you that, but you wouldn't believe me until I brought up the fucking map. You don't trust me. You don't trust my geography. You don't trust someone who has literally been to Iceland. Whatever. So fun fact you learned on TikTok. <laughs> Greenland is further north, further west, further south, and further east of Iceland. So you want to go on a polycule trip to Iceland and then road trip around Iceland? Yeah. Yeah, I do. I want to go snorkeling or scuba diving. In Iceland? Absolutely. Oh my gosh. Yeah, you gotta. You have to. Yeah, in the uh, Reykjavik National Park, they do snorkeling and scuba diving. That Reiki. sounds terrible. It sounds amazing. Here we go. The dive site is Silfra between the continents. Silfra is a fissure between North America and Eurasian tectonic plates in the Thingvellir 
National Park. Oh, so this isn't the uh, Reykjavik National Park, it's the Thingvellir National Park. The rift was formed in 1789 by the earthquakes accompanying the divergent movement of the two tectonic plates. The diving and snorkeling site at Silfra is right where the two continents meet and drift apart, about two centimeters per year. Silfra is the only place in the world where you can dive or snorkel directly on it in a crack between two tectonic plates. And I'm trying to see if there's pictures. How cold is it? I will Google that right now. How cold is Silfra? You know, it's not as cold as you imagine because there's like natural hot springs and geysers and all sorts of stuff going in there. But I'm afraid that, um... <laughs> Come on. <I'm... laughs> Tell the class. <laughs> okay, you get right on the on the temperature, and I get right on the geography. Okay. It's about 2 degrees Celsius or 34 degrees Fahrenheit. Again, that sounds terrible. But it is home to astonishingly clear water. Some say the clearest in the world, and the water is fed by glaciers. I mean, I want to still go. I would still scuba dive that or snorkel that. I'd only do that in a dry suit. Oh, they make you go in a dry suit. Okay. So you snorkel in a dry suit? I think so. They said, like, that they... Yeah, ice cold snorkeling. Here, let's see. Because, like, when I was... I was signed up for one of these, but then it didn't work out with my schedule. And they said that they provide dry suits to everybody. It only takes 15 minutes for the human body to experience hypothermia in 35 degrees Celsius... 35 degrees Fahrenheit water... So diving here requires some specialized gear. So yes, you must wear... A dry suit. A dry suit, yes. Everybody, snorkeling and scuba divers. We've been on quite a tangent here, but this yeah. all stemmed from us wanting to polycule trip, me wanting to polycule trip. To Iceland. To Iceland. There was a point where T had a planned trip to Puerto Rico. Yes. Uh, which she decided to eventually cancel because of the pandemic. All right. So, I do want to get back to the rest of the episode, but this is a fun episode, so, M, is is your is your perfect polycule vacation to go to Iceland, or is there another place? I think we already did this in an episode for some reason, where we asked each other where we were, it was where we would really want to travel, but it wasn't specific to polycules. I wouldn't be opposed, like, I really want to go to Japan someday, in Sendai, specifically, yeah. but... I mean, I would love to travel all over Japan, but I think I want to settle down in Sendai for a little bit, which is certainly not where I would want to bring my polycule. I would want that to be more of a, like, I think if I were going to be going with a big group to Japan, it would be like to maybe visit the temples or something like that. But I don't know, like, for me, there's no, I would be happy taking polycule pretty much anywhere I would want to visit. Okay. What about you? I mean, Hawaii or Thailand. I've got so much fond memories of both those places, and... You know, they're both tropical places, so... So actually, that's true. I meant to ask you, because we talked about things that we have done. Mm -hmm. Can you recall or count for our audience folks, what was, like, one of your favorite polycule events, shenanigans that you've done? And, like, talk about what the experience was like, how were the group dynamics, things like that. Hmm. Favorite polycule event? Was it the theater? Was it your birthday shenanigans? Was it RPGing? I'm I'm gonna go with my last birthday party. It was kind of the first first in person event I had put together during the pandemic, and it was the first time where I was just 
out as GL, like to everybody. And, you know, everybody was accepting and had that baklava cheesecake. Oh my gosh, that was so good. I didn't end up tasting any. We we need to go get some so you can taste some. All I remember from that, well, I remember pl- trying to play magic Yeah. with folks. I remember, um, well, the, the most thing, the most fun thing for me was putting together that drink that I called the Lucy Goosey. Yes. But other than that, I was pretty introverted during that. I kind of kept to myself. Yeah. I'd happily go get some more baklava cheesecake just for you to taste it. And then I could have more baklava cheesecake. <laughs> so what was it like? Like, what is it like for you to manage, like, your partners and your partner's partners all at, like, one place? Well, that was, I mean, that was a little bit more complicated than the usual Polycule event because it wasn't just, Polycule was also, like, friends who I hadn't seen in a long time. So I was also bouncing between, like, friends I hadn't seen in a while, bouncing between partners. And now that I think about it, T wasn't there. She was... Oh, yeah, that's right. T wasn't there. So you there. were my only partner who was there at the time. That's right. So I didn't have to bounce between partners. You had actually more metamors than partners there. By a by a long by by a lot and more friends maybe than metamors. Yeah, but going to something where so like the movie. So for our audience folks, I recently rented a uh, rented a theater so that we go see uh, Shang Chi and the Ten Rings in theaters. Mm-hmm. And I invited everybody, partners, friends, uh, to come see the movie. So both you and T were there. It was a little bit hectic because, you know, I was, this was the first time I'd done that and the ticketing system was a little bit weird. So I didn't really get the chance to, like, socialize with you, but I made sure to, like, talk with you before you left and, you know, make sure that you had a good time. And then I had dinner with tea afterwards. Yeah, of course, my bedtime is a little early, so I was already getting sleepy. Yes. But yeah, I enjoyed, first of all, Shang-Chi was a great movie. Yes, it was. Really enjoyed it. And... Again, because the polycule kind of extends, like, I had invited some friends along, and so it wasn't just uh, you and your partners and your metamors, but it also kind of extended to other people's friends, too, which was really nice. And then, you know, even you getting to interact with my friends a little bit more, too. Yeah. A is a a is a potential roommate in my new place, so I got a chance to talk to her and get to know her a little bit better. Yeah, and actually, A is someone that has been on a quote-unquote, polycule vacation with us. Right, yeah. Yeah, and actually, so, like, it's really interesting. So, again, like, polycule doesn't doesn't necessarily need to be just your partners and, their, and your metamors, but actually it's really interesting because A is such a good friend of mine, people will just automatically treat her like she basically is a partner. Like, I have people who are, when they think of inviting people, they mention X, and then they often mention A, like, right away. I'm like, oh, do you want to invite A, too? When I told her that, that she's, like, always included, she felt like really touched. And similarly, K is not with us. Yeah. K is currently deployed, but, you know, any event that I'd be throwing with my polycule, he is always welcome, you know, to come. Absolutely. We kind of have talked about all these different things. Oh, there's two things that we didn't mention, which is working on a garden plot. Yes. Together. I I know there's, like, one polycule that, like, I don't know, I see the pictures on Facebook of them managing, like, the the community garden plot together. So I know it's something that... That sounds like a lot of fun, actually. I would love to do that. Okay. And there are community gardens um, near me, at least. Okay. It's something I've, I've really been like, I would, I think I would enjoy just gardening like that. Okay. Especially with people that I love 
I feel like that's a great bonding activity. Would you do that? I'm going to be honest, it does not sound like my cup of tea, but I'd be willing to give it a try. Okay. My favorite thing about gardening is like the experience that you get when you like produce a thing, when you taste it. It tastes better, not just because it's like homegrown and you knew exactly like what went into the soil, but also because like of your hard work and dedication to that thing that you brought to life and that, I don't know, it's just a great experience for me. Something else that I've heard of others doing and potentially people in our polycule are going to do like an arts and crafts event. So that can be another great, you know, bonding opportunity. And for me, I'm a little shy to do art around other people. And I think actually, I'm just going to be honest and vulnerable here that I think I would have insecurities doing art with people in my polycule because I'm like, oh, I'm not a good artist. Like, what if they're a better artist than me? And obviously, I realize that those are, you know, not necessarily you know, I am a good artist. Yeah. And I do I do things my own way and I have my own touch. But it's still when you're in a polycule, there is sometimes a even if there's not an overt competition, sometimes your mind creates an, a competition. Yeah. I mean, I feel like that's that's human nature, right? To like constantly compare like your work to other people's work, even if it's not like inherently a competition. Definitely. And the dynamics of polyamory, I think, make it kind of easier for those things to crop up. So, yeah, those are some things. And then we wanted to talk about specifically, like, as a whole, as a topic on its own, holidays. holidays. Yeah. yeah. So I think, so you might have a different experience than me because it seemed like you didn't understand why it separated this into its own category. But I find, like, holiday events to be especially stressful because you're not, so, you know, there are different holidays events like Friendsgiving. I think you also said polyam giving. Yeah, I just invented that up because I was like, well, what if what if it's just like for the polycule, like polyam giving? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I also tend to celebrate Festivus as sort of my friend's Christmas. I've done a, uh, I've had people in my polycule where some were Christian celebrated Christmas, some were Jewish and celebrated Hanukkah, and well, and some were just didn't have a faith, but were happy to engage in those traditions. And they have they had combined some traditions from both things into our gatherings. Or, you know, you could combine any number of traditions as long as everybody is, like, you know, respectful. And Yeah, it's a festivist for the rest of us. Have you ever been to one of my festivist parties? I don't... I don't think so, actually. I don't think I've run... I don't think I've hosted one since we started dating. But, yeah, and so I think this can present, like, a unique kind of stress because it's not only... It's not only, like, you have to manage going to this party you also have to manage like you also have to manage going to these events and also going to like the traditional events that happen with your family you also have to oftentimes i find that these holiday events like comets show up and you know your partners want to spend time with a comet because and a comet just for our audience folks who don't know is someone who is a partner that might come in and out of your life in that sometimes they're in, in town sometimes they're not and so when you can see each other you kind of do the thing yeah, your partner wants to spend time with their comet because, you know, who knows when they're going to see him next. And and especially and like especially as and also these fam these holiday events tend to be on the larger side, which introduce their own complications. Because as you get more and more people together, there's more and more dietary restrictions that you have to contend with and you know, you gotta you gotta make sure everything's clearly labeled so that people with different dietary restrictions know what they can eat. And it just I find it presents its own unique stress that's different than like other polycule shenanigan events. 
the other stressor that I was thinking about is like everything that we're talking about is not unlike a family, like in the more traditional sense. Like I can remember like, you know, you'll have to bicker over like, well, are we having Christmas dinner at mom's house? Are we having it at, you know, my sister's house? And similarly here, imagine if you are part of a polycule and, you know, your one partner is like, come to our house for Friendsgiving. For Friendsgiving. And then this other one is like, Oh no, but I want to, or like, imagine you're in a, a partnership and one is being pulled one, you know, one of you is being pulled one way, one of you is being pulled the other way. And so then it creates some tension where you have to decide like, well, do we go separate ways for this event? Do we, do we pick one? Like, how do we choose? That's yeah. also stressful. And not to mention during these things, like there is that internal pressure again of like, oh, I have to prepare something. Or I have to buy something really nice or I have to. And I, at a previous, like, of those winter holiday events with the polycule, it's often like a, do I buy a small present for everybody in the polycule? Do I buy some? If you're doing a gift exchange. Yeah. Because I've done that before. Yeah. I think it's stressful. Yeah. It's, yeah, I, I just find that they're uniquely stressful compared to, like, other polycule events. And, and you know, I just want to pre- prepare our audience folks, if they're new to polyamory, like, this is how, this is my experience of, like, these kinds of events. Yeah, and like for me, I actually sometimes will intentionally actually this year I decided that I will I already have a plan for Thanksgiving that do not involve my polycules. Okay. And that's like it for me it doesn't need to be every year, but it's just like sometimes I just want to get away. Yeah. I don't want to have to worry about the group dynamics. I don't want to have to worry about, oh no, who do I go with this partner or do I go with this? So I was just like, you know what, this year I'm just gonna do kind of my own thing. That could be nice too. But there's a big pro to these holiday events with the polycule. It's a great time for socialization with people that, you know, get to form like good relationships and I know I've always had fun at like holiday events. I mean, despite me talking about how stressful they can be, like, you know, I've always managed to find like new people. Like I said, they're they tend to be larger events, so I tend to meet people who either I haven't met before or I don't meet that often because they live in another part of the country or we just they're like a metamore three times removed, so it's just like I don't see them that often. Right. I I think they can be really fun events, but I just think they also have their own sort of unique stressors. I think for especially as for me as someone who doesn't have a, a necessarily good relationship with family, because like I was saying, like this polycule is kind of like a family, like an extended family, a chosen family sometimes. And for those of us who do not have a family to go home to for a lot of these holidays, this gives us like a connection during those times that can be really important, especially because like mental health issues tend to spike yeah. around holidays. Mm-hmm. So so overall, some of the pros, like we talked about a little bit, the meaningful relationships, the socialization. For me, one of the other big pros of polycule shenanigans, polycule events, gatherings, is like just the sheer simplicity of getting everyone in the same space for a while. Oh, yeah. No, no longer having to juggle Google calendars to try to meet up. Just everybody puts in this yeah. chunk of time. That can be really nice. I also thought one other pro is definitely having enough people for board games or RPGs. Yeah. Which I feel like you can relate to. I, I can definitely relate to that. Would you like to talk about some of the cons, G? Yeah. So, you know, we've already talked a little bit about some of the cons. You know, there's the possibility of uh, insecurity or jealousy spiking during these events. There's 
the possibility of you not spending adequate time with your partners because you you're either seeing your comment or you're spending time with one partner more than the other or you're just ignoring your partners altogether to like talk to other people in the polycule can all lead to like feelings of insecurity and jealousy another con is that you might you might just not like the event oh yes 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 the fact that it's gonna be blech yeah which is true for anything so yeah, there's just like the chance that you're not going to like the event for whatever reason. Like it happens. Yeah. And I think sometimes like there's some events that you hear about and you're like, oh, I'm not sure if I would enjoy it, but I could. And like sometimes it, sometimes your motivation behind going to a polycule event is not even the thing that's happening at the event itself. It could really just be like, I really want to see these people. It might not. Yeah. Yeah. Like I could easily imagine like somebody in the polycule putting together like a horror movie night and I'll be like, well, I'll show up to like socialize and be with people but i'm not particularly like i don't like horror movies like i don't really want to watch this horror movie oh another thing i have done as like a pike event was like watch the super bowl like i don't you don't care about the i super don't care bowl. about football no, neither do i all i care about is the ridiculous amount of food that you can get at super bowl parties <laughs> You know, I'll, I'll watch the game with like the rest of the polycule, but you know, I, I, I don't, I don't care about football. I'm there for the company and for the food. Right. I feel like it's definitely a balance, like between like, not a, even a balance. It's just like some events you're definitely not going to want to go to. And some of them you're like, no, I could do that even if it's not my thing. Shall we end the podcast there? Are there final thoughts? Gee. I actually did just have a final thought while you were talking. Go. While I think it can be fun and you can form good relationships with people like at Polycule of Shenanigans events, I think it's also important to make time for yourself. Mm -hmm. Like I, I, as an introvert, you know, I find it's important for me to like not say yes to everything. Like I need to have some time to myself to sort of recuperate and recharge my social batteries. Mm -hmm. So I think, you know, just as a parting note, like, don't be afraid to be like, well, I'll come to the next one. Absolutely. Yeah. It's okay to say no to your polycule. And I guess Hold that's up. all we have. Please share this with your polycule, your metamors, your metamors of your metamors, your fifth removed me- metaphors, and potentially even your second degree eighth removed metamors. Or your eighth cousin twice removed, Tom Hanks. And if you like us talking about polycule events and maybe you want to uh, help fund us doing our next polycule event, you can donate. Yeah, you can fund um, a coffee for us while we frantically prepare for our polycule event. <laughs> yeah, you can donate at the uh, using the link at the bottom of the show notes. This is M. This is G. Don't be afraid to love how you love. Love what you love. And love who you love. If you'd like to get in touch with either M or myself, you can tweet us at KMP Podcast. You can find us at kmppodcast.tumblr.com or you can email us at kinky.nerdy.poly at gmail.com. Do you feel like we should podcast on an empty stomach? We can either continue recording the podcast. We should just go for it. You should just go for it? Yes, I'm ready to suffer. <laughs> You're ready to suffer for your art? Sure. I live for this podcast, clearly. Yes. And yeah. certainly not my job and my PhD and my partners and Hoagie, my cat. <laughs> <laughs>